This text to the WTMJ Talk and Text Line. Penguins make no sense because they're from the Southern Hemisphere, where February 2nd is the middle of summer. So what do they know about forecasting a Northern Hemisphere spring? (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Because it's a joke. (laughs) Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios. This is Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's your host, Vince Petrano. About 12 minutes after 8 on this Friday morning. Thanks so much for being with us on Wisconsin's Morning News. A lot to get to in this hour. I want to make sure we don't lose sight of this because it's super important. Today at Dover Air Force Base in Delaware, the bodies of three American soldiers will come home now, these were the Army reservists who were killed in the drone attack on a U.S. base in Jordan over the weekend. It's called a dignified transfer. You'll be hearing a lot about that today. CBS News reporter Linda Kenyon. White House Press Secretary Corinne Jean-Pierre says President Biden will be there. This Friday, uh, the President and the First Lady are honored to attend the dignified transfer of the three U.S. Army soldiers we lost in Jordan. That's a tough day. That is a tough day. National Security Council spokesman John Kirby says while the president will be at Dover Air Force Base, he will not deliver remarks. There is a ritual to it, um, and it's very somber and it's very solemn, and, uh, and that's not the place for speeches. The president has pledged a response to the militant attack, but has not disclosed any details. Linda Kenyon, CBS News, the White House. And this morning, nothing new to report on that front. We have been told there will be multiple targets, that the response could play out over some time. No specific military action that we've been alerted to. I, you said this morning, right? It, we'll, we'll, it'll we'll, happen first, and then we'll somebody will come back. Yep, yep. We'll, we'll hear from the Pentagon after the fact. Uh, Lloyd Austin was asked about it, the defense secretary, who spoke to the media yesterday. I found this, uh, this quote to be very interesting. He basically said what potential targets have and what we have. They have a lot of capability. I have a lot more. All right. Okay. So <laughs> I like to hear that. Yes. Thank you. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Our dead include Sergeant William Jerome Rivers, 46 years old of Carleton, Georgia. Specialist Kennedy Layden Sanders, 24 years old, Waycross, Georgia. And Specialist Brianna Alexandria Moffitt, just 23 years old of Savannah, Georgia. Uh, the president apparently spoke with all of their families uh, first to share that news that their loved one had been lost. But also, according to the White House, wanted to know from these families, you want me there when this happens? And I appreciate the president asking with how politicized everything is in the universe. Right. If you had a family that well, we don't support this president or we didn't vote for you, like, or we, we don't, don't want, want you to... stealing the spotlight. So exactly. To speak. And so the president, according to the White House, did check with all of these families and says, I am proud to be there if you want me there. If for some reason you don't want me there. That's fine. I can take a step back. All, according to the White House, have blessed his presence there. So you'll see President Biden as part of this. As far as what we will see, I think there's going to be media today. National Security Spokesman John Kirby was asked about that. Like, is it respectful to have to see the caskets coming off the airplane draped in the flag? Is that honoring the loss of our of our war dead here or we've seen it before yes or is it somehow disrespectful and certainly as a member of of the media a long time in a situation like that i want to do whatever's whatever's right right and no matter the tragedy whether we're dealing i spoke to many military families who were local some tragedy across the world would happen and it turns out that a soldier or an airman or someone would is local and I would be the one to knock on the door of the family and say, do you want to, do you want to talk about your loved one? And every family was different. Some brought, brought me in 
come sit in the living room. Here's the photo book. Here are the medals. Here are the, the things. Pride. Yes. Yep. Yep. And then others would, you know, we're not we're not interested. Still Thank grieving. you. Respect yep. our privacy. Yep. Fine. My my role there was whatever works for you, whatever you want. And uh, spokesman Kirby for the National Security Council said, yeah, that's kind of how we handle video and audio media being at this event. The families get to determine whether they want media to be there. Uh, and in some cases, when you have, uh, when you we've had multiple families involved. Some families want it, some families don't, and so the media are allowed to witness a transfer or two, and then they are taken away for the ones that the families don't want. One other point on that, too. Dozens of soldiers were injured in that attack. Um, some were airlifted out from that U.S. base to seek better care uh, where there are more built-out hospitals. And I have not heard that any of those soldiers have since passed, so that's good news mm-hmm. on that right, front. Right. But there were some severely injured soldiers as well in this attack on the U.S. base. You heard from uh, Secretary Lloyd Austin earlier. He did speak yesterday. This is the first time we've heard from the Secretary since that whole fiasco. You remember this story uh, from late last year and into early this year. So he went to Walter Reed for prostate cancer surgery, had complications, and returned to Walter Reed later Days later, like more than a week later, if not longer, and then spent several days in the hospital recovering, but he didn't tell anybody. No one knew he was in there, not even the deputy secretary, not even the president. He apologized yesterday. I should have told the president about my cancer diagnosis. I should have also told my team and the American public. And I take full responsibility. I apologize to my teammates and to the American people. He said the American people have a right to know. He said a wider circle should have been notified, especially the commander-in-chief. Um, so he has prostate cancer, and essentially what he said was it sounds like it just it, it scared him. I was being treated for prostate cancer. The news shook me, and I know that it shakes so many others, especially in the black community. It was a gut punch. And frankly, my first instinct was to keep it private. And I know some are asking, well, what does the black community have to do with the cancer treatment? He went on to say... One in eight American men will get prostate cancer. One in six black men will get it. And so as a black man, he, there's a higher rate for him to get prostate cancer. He says he should have told the president, uh, but we never really did quite learn why he didn't, other than just to be shaken by the news of having cancer and i think we can separate as we as americans evaluate what happened there we can separate out our empathy for the man for just the man who is lloyd austin everyone deals with a cancer diagnosis differently every every single one of us have been touched in some way by cancer and i don't know that any of us can say for sure how we would react if we heard that diagnosis Mm -hmm. so i empathize with him at the man i think there's no question and he seems to acknowledge procedure wasn't followed so lloyd austin the secretary of defense certainly has some other things to answer for isn't it interesting because i know myself included like if, if when you hear that someone else has cancer someone you know you're never even quite sure how to respond to that right like you know, do, do you offer support do you just let them deal with it on their own way everyone's different some people want to talk about it others don't and imagine if that's how you're trying to wade those waters of someone you know. Imagine if it's then you dealing with that. How do you want other people to act around you for a situation like that? Because some people want uh, are super positive people, and it's like, 
great. You no, know, we're going to beat it. You, you yeah. met those people with the diagnosis. Oh, yeah, which is awesome. a severe one. Yeah. No, nope, we're going to take yep. this on. We're going to. I got great people around me. I got great doctors. Mm-hmm. We're going to beat right. it. Yeah. I don't think that would be my lens. To be honest with you, you know me. <laughs> oh no. Right. <laughs> It's not going to be positive if I get that. And so you're right. What does somebody want to hear? Look, thanks. Yes, but this is real bad, right? And I, yeah, I get. You want to you want to give them the support they're looking for, right? Yeah, but then how do you how do you know what that is without just blatantly just asking? You know, what do you want me to do? How how can can I help? Yeah, how can I help you be in a better place? Well, nonetheless, uh, more questions to be answered on the national security front, certainly, but. uh, Police Secretary Austin acknowledging uh, some of the difficulties that he had with that diagnosis and explaining that that's why he had a challenge in sharing that with others, even those with whom he should have. 820 on Wisconsin's Morning News. Then put your little hand in mine. There ain't no hill or mountain we can't climb. Glad tidings on this Groundhog Day. An early spring is on the way. That was from Punxsutawney, Pennsylvania, earlier this morning, where Phil did not see his shadow. Round All right. <laughs> Thus predicting an early spring. If you haven't seen the movie, you're really at a loss today. The movie Groundhog Day with Bill Murray and whatever, like, so much of what we talk about today are, like, Takeaways from the film. Snippets. Groundhog Day's been around, right? But until mm-hmm. the movie came out, so many of the things that we talk about at the popular nomenclature, if you will, sure. or culturally what we've done with it since, have come from the movie. For example, the song that Greg played coming into here, he has played. <laughs> it took me a whole hour to figure out what was happening. He's played for the bumper music mm-hmm. through the morning. Right. Yeah. That You only get that if you saw the movie. Correct. Um... Text of the day comes from Matt in Amro. I love how on Groundhog Day we turn a woodchuck into a symbolic creature of hope. Every other day it's just a furry pain in the butt digging holes under my shed. <laughs> symbolic creature of hope. <laughs> kind of, right? Not wrong. <laughs> so uh, in about a half hour from now, the doors will be closed at the time. They won't be open, but there is a, gonna, a ceremony that's going to take place at the Milwaukee a County ceremony. Zoo. ceremony. Yes. So Gordy the Groundhog passed away this past year, so the Milwaukee County Zoo is going to have a penguin. The Milwaukee County Zoo said, no Groundhog Day here, that's it. No, that's not what they Wouldn't said. Wouldn't you think that that's what they'd like to say? Yeah. Hey, look, we don't, we're done. Like, we'll see you tomorrow. We didn't have a new Groundhog. There is no Groundhog. Therefore, we passed this year on Groundhog no, Day. Still going to hold the ceremony, but they're going to have a penguin make the prognostication. So, because Vince demanded it, I went to the zoo to find out. <laughs> Why did they choose a penguin to be the sub? With beloved Gordy no longer with us, the Milwaukee County Zoo had to make a decision. Which animal could be used as a replacement on Groundhog Day? What are we looking at right here? This is our Humboldt Penguin exhibit. That's Joe on on exhibit, one of our keepers who's cleaning up the area today. And he's cleaning it because there's a big event taking place on Friday. Well, yeah, we clean it on a routine basis. I'm chatting with Alex Ware. He's the zoo's aviary curator. The zoo has decided to go with a penguin to make the prediction, which begs the question, why a penguin? Well, we entertain the possibility of using several animals in the zoo, but we're somewhat limited in the fact that it's still winter and a lot of our warm weather animals are not able to come outside. So the cool temps limit the pool of animal choices, but in this reporter's mind, there's one easy... Of course, the badger. 
This is Wisconsin, and the zoo has one. Do we know if the badger was pissed that he wasn't asked to do this? I don't think the badger minds. I think the badger's uh, uh, still sleeping or snoozing. Ah, right. Hibernation. Yeah, the badger does hibernate. He's still sleeping. We haven't seen him in a while. Tim Wilde is the curator of large mammals at the zoo. Yeah, he says many of his animals couldn't be considered because they're sleeping. Or because they're totally not safe. Which animal, I guess, would you not want to wake up from hibernation the most? Well, I wouldn't want to wake the bears up. Our, our big cats do not hibernate, but uh, something like a jaguar or a male tiger are things that I would not want to wake up next to. All right, so penguins it is. Which wear says is a good choice, given the temperature? Penguins have a really broad range of temperature parameters that they can come out in, anywhere from 10 degrees to 80 degrees or 90 degrees in the summertime. So we figured they would be a logical placeholder for Gordy. So that means the pressure is on. They say that Punxsutawney Phil is 40% accurate. So if you were to guess, I mean, this is maybe a one and done for the penguin. I mean, is there pressure on to get it right? I think think history will bear that out. I think it would be ideal if they were one for one going down the road. Maybe more people will think about using penguins in the future. No matter what happens and whether a penguin sees a shadow or not, one thing Wild reminds us about Wisconsin winter. I figured in Wisconsin we always have six more weeks anyways. This is true. Eric Bilstead, WTMJ News. So the Penguin Day events at the zoo takes place at 9. Again, this is before the zoo opens, not open to the public. They'll post uh, the results in the video, I'm sure, on social media. I got a lot of follow-up questions. Oh, okay. we, we should get to the bottom of the hour news. Can I ask <laughs> you, any you other... You have follow-ups. Yeah, I have a series of follow-up questions. I've been writing them down. Since you were out there, I would like to explore that next. All right. Bottom of the hour news just ahead. 8.32 on Wisconsin's Morning News. Thin Man's Comedy Curve, it's getting funnier. <laughs> See, for a while there, you're like, can't they play something else? Okay, I get it. What's now funny is that funnier. it is getting under your skin, I can tell. <laughs> no, it's great. <laughs> this text to the WTMJ Talk and Text Line, penguins make no sense because they're from the Southern Hemisphere, where February 2nd is the middle of summer. So what do they know about forecasting a Northern Hemisphere spring? <laughs> I love it, because it's a joke. <laughs> the whole thing's a joke. The groundhog's a joke. The groundhog's not a meteorologist. Right. Yes, the groundhog's not a meteorologist. It's all a joke. There's no science in this whatsoever. <laughs> There's not even any, you know, like, what, what do they say, 40% accurate? Yeah, which it, sounds funny because you'd think it'd be 50% accurate, but if you go by Because it's essentially a flip of a coin. Right, but if you go by the data, the coin doesn't flip the right way 40% of the time. So, you know, like, my giving the zoo a little bit of grief for trotting out the penguin... It's a little bit of a bit here. Like I think it's a great marketing strategy. Yeah, I'm not truly outraged that they are disrespecting Groundhog Day. Great job over there. I think we have a great zoo. Absolutely. So if that gets you some attention today. I mean, that could make national news. And in Milwaukee, they had a penguin. That'd be great. And it'll come out. So they have a little burrow. If you remember when you the last time you were in the zoo, when you walk in the main gate there, First right? thing you see. Yeah, the penguins are right there. The Humboldt penguins. So they have little gates in some of those burrows where they can kind of go get shelter or go hide or whatever. So they're gonna they have the one right there in the front, gonna open that up yeah. and penguin's gonna walk what, out. So we don't know that like Jerry the penguin's gonna walk out. We don't know who's coming out. I don't know the name of the Just penguin. A penguin I, will I, come out. I didn't ask. I'm sorry. I failed you. A penguin will come out, and then if penguin sees shadow, then you know the rest. The zoo, one of the zoo guys you talked to was talking about other alternatives. Yes. So they. Had I a, think a jaguar would have been awesome. 
Yeah. At least the Jaguar is not hibernating at the moment. It would have made it a little bit easier. I was thinking, like, wait, wait, could a snake do it? But a snake cast it... much of a shadow either yeah, way. Maybe that's. A but good again, thing. it's a joke, so yeah. it doesn't really matter. <laughs> doesn't matter what they see right. or don't see. All right. I uh, want to see Niznanski come out in a in a gopher suit today. All annoyed. Wouldn't it be hilarious? Comes out in the in the groundhog suit. He actually did get a little. This back there was like. You know, it's, 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 there's no science to this. Like a little, like, <laughs> just a little edge to him. Yeah, a, a little, little bit. Like, you guys know this is a joke. A little chippiness. But he <laughs> should come out there, full, like, groundhog oh. suit and then just play the bit. Like, you want to forecast? I got to forecast. Okay, if this is what you want, this is what you want. You want a, you want a groundhog? Fine. Here's your groundhog. I keep thinking of, like, Paul Simon in a turkey outfit. Like, it's hit, like just like a really big, fat groundhog suit that he's walking <laughs> around comes in. comes up there, does the whole forecast in it. I'm going to call him. Make it, happen. On that. Make it happen. You you mentioned uh, something before the break. I'm late, but I'm here right new music now. from an icon. And I'm trying to find Billy Joel dropping a new song this week. Meh. What do you I'm surprised. Right. Actually, I wasn't surprised at all that you reacted that way. Hey, I'm not a huge Billy Joel fan. Okay. I respect okay. him, right. and I think he's an icon in all of those sure, things. Sure. Not in my playlist, so that's probably why I'm not. I'm not the right person to ask about that. I, you know what? The first thing that entered my mind when I heard that he was dropping new music. Why? Like, what? What would the need be? Or is this just something you he's have an to artist, do, Eric? He has things to say. But in the end of your career, are you asked, right. "Hey, you know, you gotta, you gotta spin out another one"? Because the Beatles kind of just did that. You wonder if there's like label pressure, like, yeah. "Hey, man, like something, right?" <laughs> Haven't heard something new from you in a while. Or does this make it easier to sell? Because <laughs> right. he still does the concerts yeah. at the Garden. I think the opposite. If you're going to see Billy Joel, you're not going to hear this. Oh, I think so now. Are you? I think his fans would want to hear the, the new tune. It's not a bad song. This is good. Not. This is good radio music. Uh, no? I can't read your mind. <laughs> <laughs> so, so nothing but the hits for you. I get it. That's right. And uh, Niznansky is in. Oh, he's going to wear one? No, he just texted me. Worst day of the year. <laughs> 843 on Wisconsin's Morning News. 8.47 on Wisconsin's Morning News. Great piece of producing today by Greg Pancake Hill, who produces Wisconsin's Morning News. And a lot of folks still ask, how do you get the nickname Pancake? Still? Still ask. I get it. So your guy, you call him Pancake. You know, what's the story with that? Used to work at the Pancake House on the south side, hence the nickname. So you know, every week, a lot of different things that we want to talk about on the show. Not all of them make it into the rundown. So at the end of the week, we... Task Pancake to put together a little something with the leftovers here on this Friday morning is the Pancake Breakfast Special. What about breakfast? We've already had it. We've had one, yes. What about second breakfast? How are you? Not great, Bob. I'm not Has anyone asked how you're doing lately? Like, genuinely asked. Say, hey, how are you? Vince, how you doing, buddy? Yeah, no, I'd rather not. Right, <laughs> <laughs> Eric, how you doing today? I'm okay. Yeah? yeah, thank you. Debbie, how you doing? I've been okay, but I've been better. Okay, I've been okay. So it's important to check up on your friends, right? That's an important message we hear, and sure. it's it's taken sincerely. Well, that's what our favorite Barrio resident puppet Elmo did on X earlier this week. Elmo tweeting or posting rather. Elmo's just checking in. How's everybody doing? Naturally. 
it exploded and it was abysmal. So now we know why nobody asked this question. I'm talking 200 million views on X, 18,000 comments, and most of these comments are people not doing well at all. So not well, Elmo, was one post that was read. Thanks, though. Another post. <laughs> Thanks for asking. Another post. My dog just rolled in goose poop. Thanks, Elmo. Another what? post. Do you have a mortgage, Elmo? Poor follow-up. Don't think he does, but it's relatable. Celebrities took their opportunities to interact with Elmo. Elon Musk tweeted at him and said, how do you like X? How are you enjoying it? Okay, pick your spot, I suppose. Chance the Rapper reportedly reporting back with positivity. Rain Wilson from the office saying he needs a little bit of help. That's Dwight Schrute for anyone who doesn't know. So a range of different emotions on this post. Brands took to the post. Domino's UK, which I'm pretty sure is a parody account, had a picture of thousands of pizzas all over the floor with the conveyor belt coming out of it, like the conveyor belt coming out on fire. And it says, fine, Elmo, thanks. Cool, how are you? Chipotle, Buffalo Wild Wings, Dunkin' Donuts, Calms, Shake Shack, all taking advantage of this viral post. Not a bad move. I cannot argue against that. The IRS tweeted at him. They said they expanded in-person hours because it is tax season, which they are looking forward to. (laughs) A a verified UN spokesperson ex-account thanked Elmo for checking in. And why not, right? I mean, make your opportunity. It's going to be seen. But... It's good, again, like I said, it's important to check in because even Elmo, yes, Elmo goes through it once in a while. Do you guys remember his beef with Zoe's Pet Rock a few years ago? Imagine we're in a spaceship flying to the moon, Rocco. (laughs) See, he imagined it. How do you know? He told me. That's a rock! (laughs) (laughs) Not to mention also yesterday, Elmo being accosted by Larry David while they were both appearing on the the Today Show yesterday morning. By the way, separate interviews. Here's how it goes. That's Larry David from Curb Your Enthusiasm and Seinfeld. Pretty violent. Attacking Elmo on the air, followed by, well, a forced and reluctant apology. Go ahead. Say you're sorry. Elmo. Larry. I just want to apologize. Thank you, Larry. That's very big of you. Elmo accepts your apology. (laughs) As genuine as that apology was (laughs) through gritted teeth of someone who not only doesn't like people, also doesn't like puppets. Vehemently. So now mostly in jest, all these posts I hope were a little exaggerated, right? They brought you hopefully more smiles and laughs than intended, but granted for different reasons. But laughing is laughing either way. That's something I would argue. And despite it being one of the best defense mechanisms ever to tweet how your life is going on a viral post made by a puppet who lives on Sesame Street, that, you know, there are better things that are happening around us. All you got to do is just look around. Love you, Elmo. Thanks, buddy. I'm with Elmo on that one. If there's anything more indicative of the fact that we're in a mental health crisis in this country. Yep. A Muppet asked how we're doing, and everyone's like, someone cares about me. <laughs> See? But then the yes. cool thing is that he yes, responded Muppet. to some of them, too. He responded to like, oh, Elmo, over, always here for you. Elmo's glad he asked, right, was another one. <laughs> 852 on Wisconsin's Morning News.
WTMJ forecast sponsored by Dave Drake Camp Heating, where your comfort is their family's tradition. Tyler Moore, he ain't no groundhog. Here's what he's got for today from Storm Team 4. High of 39 degrees with some flurries early. Low down to 33 tonight. Quiet weekend, and we should see some sunshine. Should start peaking out Saturday with a high of 42 degrees. And then Sunday, mostly sunny, high of 44. They've got Winterfest going in Lake Geneva. Ooh. One of two things every year for that thing. Too warm or too cold. Right. It's never like, what would be a good 28 degrees for the high, right? Those uh, sculptors, because they have those big ice cubes down there where they're sculpting them up right now. And they're really cool. Here. So you want those to be cold enough, but you don't want it. Some years it's been like two below zero and you're like, now it's too cold to go out. Like that sweet spot is right near the freezing mark, but we'll see temperatures, as I said, in the low 40s. Low to mid forties, really through the weekend. Lots of debate about whether or not you want your favorite band, your favorite musical group, to play new music. Billy Joel out with a, a brand new single, which I actually think blends into his old stuff just fine. Yeah, I don't, I don't think it would actually affect his show. <laughs> well, who are the great bands who've transcended decades? I mean, Aerosmith has music that's gone over decades, but but, Donna, but different sounding music, too, yeah, though. different sounds, right? Yeah. Madonna, Michael Jackson, U um, two. Here's one from the 414. Depends on the album and how many times I've already seen the performer if I want to hear them play new music. When I saw the Psychedelic Furs for the fourth and fifth times, they played a lot of from their recent <laughs> album, and I actually appreciated it okay. because I liked the album and I had heard them play the older songs in prior shows. I like them to, you know, if I go in to see a band that I've seen a number of times, I like them to mess with their stuff that I like. That's what I like. Okay. Oh, yeah. I, you know, I appreciate that. Yeah. Like Change Black it up Crows a is bit. the band that I've probably seen most right. often in person. So they're what? what like a, they're not A level. They're a B For so, me, that's so my if they, band. So if they add a new twist to an old favorite, that'd be cool. Right. I, I want to go that. hear all the stuff I've already heard six times live plus whatever, but I, I just want to hear you put your twist on yeah, yeah. it or, or do something or cut different. to a new song and then cut back. Yeah. Like an old something else. Like plug the stuff in, unplug the stuff, whatever way is different, you know? And that's, I guess, in Black Crows, though, that's different. If you're seeing this the Black Crows at, like, the Waukesha County Fair versus Where seeing I have seen Billy them. Joel, I feel, like an arena. Billy, I feel like Billy Joel can get away with playing his one new hit. Don't now more don't than, like, disparage my Crows. If the Crows said they're also playing... also played the amphitheater. If they're playing new music, though, yeah, I don't... Yeah, right, no. <laughs> that's different. <laughs> get up off of my music. And one of the kids told me, they have a teacher in class that, oh, Mr. So-and-so, you know, he plays music a lot in class. Yeah, he plays dad music. Oh, no. Dad dad music rocks. She's like, no, it's not even, she wasn't even trying to crack on me. Just said, like, he'll play songs and be like, oh, I've heard that. My dad plays that. (laughs) Also a good song. (laughs) No, but you're talking about something, like, from 1998. It's all right. So you go... Late 80s, probably early to mid 90s. And Chumbawamba is on that list, too. Not, <laughs> that, that counts as dad not. music. It is not. Why? What do you have over there? <laughs> no, what, I, I, you know what you got? You're like, because you're super plugged in. Well, that's not you have an eclectic true. taste and you know new stuff. I bet, you you're, I bet you your playlist or your Spotify or whatever you do. I should pull it up. Is like all, it is all over the place. All uh, over actually, the place. it frustrates Angie because then... It changes the algorithms a little bit. <laughs> and she's like, who's been playing classical music? It's messing up the algorithm. What are we listening to here? Like, what, what mood are we in? Yes. Is this workout mix or is this chill mix? Right. <laughs> which, I got both. Which tape did you put I in? I got both. Steve Scafidi coming up next. Check the fire, buddy!
Sir. And why you 